Hey, Bell Nation. So before the show starts, I just want to give a special shout out to uh, Patreon or patron uh, Steven, a.k.a. Tudank, for um, joining the Order of the Golden Bell at $10. Um, so in honor of that, uh, here's a song for Steven. It's been a tough year, but we're in it together. Sweep your stresses under the rug. Now we are stoked because the show can continue. Steven's given us ten bucks a month. Oh, Steven. Oh, Steven. Oh, Steven. We love you a lot. We love you a lot. So thank you so much, Stephen. We really appreciate you uh, for giving and supporting the show. Um, if you love that song and you want a song just like that, please um, go over to our Patreon. We have bonus content uh, every week that we don't put out an episode. And, of course, you'll get a shout-out and an amazing song just like that. Um, so now, on to the show. Man, so facts. this past not, – not, it wasn't this past weekend. It was the weekend before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was almost – Almost yeah, it was two, like two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah, yeah, two weeks ago. Um, so we went canvassing, Devin, uh, to ACL. I know you're very familiar with that because you used to be an Austinite. And the music we, festival, correct? Yes, it's for a, it, it is everybody a, out there who doesn't know what ACL is. The music festival in Austin, big big yes. music festival. Good time. Great time. Great time. And um, and there's and, like a gang of people there. Like oh, so many fucking like a, people. Like a hundred thousand or something. There's like at, definitely at a few people there. A few people there to enjoy music, to uh, <laughs> to walk around, yeah. to people see. There's definitely a chance that you might see some folks there on a weekend. A, a whole gaggle, whole gaggle of people. And it was it was a great time. Like so, Jordan and I, we had this great idea of going down there um, dressed in uh, Taco Bell sauce packets. Yeah. And uh, we would essentially canvas. For um uh, for the cheesy gordita bunch, you know, talk to people, get them. Uh, we we printed out some um some flyers with our QR code yeah. on them and got people to subscribe right then and there on the spot. Yeah, it was fucking rad. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah, jo I, John John sent me a picture of it and and it was the picture with um UI and uh, the other girl Jordan. Yeah, and he goes, Devin looks different. <laughs> 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 and I thought that was funny, but um. Yeah, it was funny, but then he also said we had pitch cards, which is kind of funny. But um, yeah, anyway, yeah. learning from the best, learning from the best yeah. for sure. Now, um, our intention. What what was the intention for that, Jordy? So the idea is just we honestly we just wanted to go out there and get some people subscribed to the show. Obviously, any soul that has this beautiful podcast, <laughs> this incredible podcast, yeah, touch them. Okay. Yeah. And 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 resonate in their eardrums falls in love, and wow. and we decided you know what if yeah. we had another fifty people, hundred people maybe, but fifty people that said you know what and they and then they subscribed, they heard mm. what we had to share, mm. we knew the world would be a little bit better, and that was the intention was to make the world a little bit better. Yeah. And uh, and so we went out and we did just Mission that. accomplished. Wow. Accomplished. Mission accomplished. Jordan, now, can I just say the way that you just stated that was like profound, man. It was beautiful. You know, it's only because of the quality of podcasts that we're able to collectively put together. It's most yeah. it's 
you know, um, 80-20, mostly you two, a little bit of me. I just ha-ha's on the, on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, hey, uh, that, but, that 20 hey, is a lot, though. Thank you. Okay, that thank 20 you. is a lot. That, so, that, that's nothing to scoff at. So I appreciate I, that. I gotta appreciate ask that. you guys something, because I saw, I saw this picture, and you really gotta give it to, like, you gotta give it to the commitment to the, uh, to the, to the, the praise of Bell Nation, uh, when you see these pictures, like you guys went out there fully decked out, head to toe, yeah. in head Taco to toe. Bell. Did people think you were represented by Taco Bell, and then you had to explain to them that actually no, it's a it's a separate. Uh, I don't think so. Entity? No, it was it was so we were pretty pretty. I mean, I was pretty upfront that we were doing something separate. Oh yeah. So I was pretty quick about it. Most of the time, I was saying, "Where are my Taco Bell people? Who loves Taco Bell?" Exactly. And, <laughs> and uh, somebody would be like, "Ah, oh, I fuck." love Taco Bell. Yeah. And then yeah. I'd be like, oh, bro, come here real fast. Me and my homie right here, we started a Taco Bell podcast. It's the shit. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and I mean, uh, obviously... And then we would just get people to subscribe right there with our Obviously, we would get some people who would be like, oh, never had it. Don't like it. Yeah, yeah, there was this one couple. Um, they had and a little did you, kid with then them. And then did you publicly shame them? Publicly. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We threw tomatoes at them. Good. <laughs> there was this couple, and they had their son. He had to be seven. Um... And uh, something like that, right? And I was like, oh, you guys love Taco Bell. I can tell. I said something like that. And they were like, uh, and they were like, uh, no, um, <laughs> he's maybe had it like once his entire life. And she's like, kind of said it like that, like she was a little embarrassed and kind of laughed. And I was like, what? Once? Yeah. We got to get that kid some nutrition. What is what? going on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and like she was walking away. She never looked back, but the dad was fucking laughing. Dude, I could see his shoulders moving. It was fucking funny, dude. Yeah, we, we were literally talking to every single person we could. Yeah, yeah it was it was good. Um, And uh, I remember one time there was these two older ladies that walked by me. <laughs> and uh, this is the good part about like doing our own shit is like, because you, as everyone that does this podcast know, we do some like fundraising and canvassing. You have to be very particular how you engage people because you can't leave a negative impression. It's not good for the organization, right? No, but no, with not our at all. shit, it didn't matter. It didn't, it didn't quite matter the same. So what what, there was email a, me <laughs> exactly. Email me and take so, it up. Uh, take it up with Glenn Bell. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just out here preaching the gospel. Yeah. Hey, 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 my name is um, Jordan Krennic. You can file a formal complaint. Just send it to uh, jordankrennic at gmail.com. <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, no, man. So um, there was these two like older ladies walking by and I was like, y'all love Taco Bell. I can tell. And they were <laughs> <laughs> and like my delivery was like a little off. Actually, it wasn't even that good. It was worse. And they were they had they didn't have uh, they, let's just say they weren't in shape. And uh, and they were uh, they were like, why'd you look at me? <laughs> why'd you look at me? She was like, um, uh, she said something to the effect of like, oh uh, yeah, clearly, um, we're fat. We get it. <laughs> and oh. I was like, oh. and I was like, you know what? I think I delivered that wrong. <laughs> And I was like, I'll try something different next time. But they laughed about it. Yeah, it we, was funny. You know, it, it was funny. Yeah, we yeah, weren't they, fat they, shaming some old ladies. No, no, yeah. They they laughed about it. I mean, obviously, like, I should probably use some different verbiage there. But it was funny. I was going to say, most of everybody we talked to were, like, super buff in tank tops. You know what I mean? So <laughs> so saying, oh, you look like you like Taco Bell. Uh, it didn't really – it wasn't offensive to everybody. But to the Those old ladies were like, what do I look ladies. like? Do I look like a buff guy in a tank top? <laughs> Why would you say that to me? But uh, but yeah, out of out of everything, I think um, like some of our major takeaways was there was actually quite a lot of women that really love Taco Bell, which is really oh, yeah. interesting. They were they were. 
there were a lot of women that were like, I fucking love Taco Bell. I mean, the two people that stood out to me most, well, I forgot the other girl's name, but there was Jordan who bought the earrings and the other girl who wanted them was like, ah, you know what? Yeah, yeah I, I don't remember it. her name. Yeah, but anyway, there was um, the, the short version was that those two people were easily the most excited. Now, obviously, we have a tiny ass pool of two people that were very excited. Yeah. <laughs> but they were women and we just thought maybe there's something to that. I don't know. Well, also, but also you <laughs> think because um, all in all, we got about 55 uh, subscribers yep. total, you which know, which is awesome, which is fantastic. You know, we were out there for an hour and a half, and we talked to as many people as we absolutely could, and um, and I mean, there was one instance where Jordan was um, uh, like pitching these two women about our about our podcast, and someone literally stopped in their tracks, and, like whipped around real quick, and was like, "I'm sorry, what is this? <laughs> what is this? What are you guys doing?" And we're like, great. "Oh, we we started a Taco Bell podcast called Cheesy Gordita Bunch. I I gotta know more. I, you, you you gotta tell me more." And so I, I was like, "Well." Do you have Spotify or <laughs> or Apple Podcasts? You, you know, no, let's, you get, got, let's get to you, it. You got Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> you on Patreon? But um, um, but then and then and then overall, it was like Taco Bell is just really well received. Just the, the at the end of the day, people, at the end of the day, yeah, people. Obviously, there was plenty of people that were like, uh, "I'm fucking vegan." Yeah. Get away from me. I'm it's dumb. Like, oh. <laughs> I don't have friends. I don't like Taco Bell. And there were some people that were like vegetarian that didn't know that Taco Bell is like the vegetarian fast food capital of the, the fucking Mecca yeah. for, for vegetarians. Well, exactly. You, like they didn't You understand. just gotta you gotta be out there realizing and understanding that most people deep down in their hearts love Taco Bell. They might not mean it, they might not say it there in the moment, but hey, well you said, know, Devin. Well said vegans, seven year old kids. They come off of as assholes sometimes, like right off the bat. But that doesn't mean that somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in there, there isn't a a a a, a, a shining star uh, for Taco Bell that just needs to be ignited. And that's why you guys are out there, and that's why I'm proud of you for for what uh, what um, what you've been yeah. able to do. I appreciate that, Devin. Get yeah. off your ass. Get with get with it next time. All right. <laughs> Fly your ass down here, <laughs> all right, for an hour and a half of canvassing, you son of a bitch. <laughs> did you no, guys appreciate did that? You go to ACL fun. afterwards? I did because my sister bought he, tickets. He did, but, yeah. but I, yeah, I totally did not have tickets for ACL. Mm. Yeah, um, a, a, out of my class, you know what I mean? Ah, yeah, shut up, of, dude. I, shut so, up. So, some of us ain't got it, all right. <laughs> Mine were free. It was wow. my sister. Oh, free. Wow. You drive a BMW, all of a sudden you get free tickets to everything. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think overall um, it, it, it was successful, and um, yep. people people were excited to hear because this is and this is the last thing I'll say about it, uh, and I'll let you kind of like move on if you want. But okay. um, the last thing I was going to say was um, I just part of Devin. You've said this a lot of times, um, and you've consistently said this, and I feel the same way. Part of like the fun of us having a Taco Bell podcast is literally the fact that people go, you have a what? (laughs) (laughs) And like, and like, it was so great to see people still continue to react that way. Yep. Um, and, uh, and just respond and, and like make a face, do it, laugh, and then like also be like, all right, like how can I fucking listen to that? My favorite you know? part about the canvassing was when we said we had a Taco Bell podcast, it usually f- was followed up with, so you guys just talk about Taco Bell all day? Yeah, exactly. You're damn right it is. You're damn right that's what we do. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, um, the thing I think is like Taco Bell is like, you know, people always say this about like drugs and alcohol, but like Taco Bell is a product that sells itself. 
When you shout yeah. Taco Bell on Taco the street, Bell's like people's, drugs and alcohol. people's ears perk up. <laughs> they want to know more. Yeah, no, very true. Uh, and another thing similar, like the is a, I think is a really apt comparison because in the eighties, um, you know, the CIA really pushed Taco Bell into you know, <laughs> lower into That's lower true. income communities. Yeah, into yeah. <laughs> yep. In in urban communities, yeah. Um, so yeah, apt apt comparison for sure. Crazy time. It was a crazy time, and all over. That was funny as fuck. Yeah, Nick. yeah. Well, uh, <clears throat> let's get this bad boy started. I want to clean me, gonna be here bunch. I want to clean me, gonna be here bunch. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Cheesy Gordita Bunch podcast, the official show of the Taco Bell Cult Facebook group. I'm your host, Nick Ortiz, and with me as always, my co-host, DJ Dill, Devin Hanley, and the Baja Sauce. (laughs) And the Baja Sauce in this Blackjack Taco, Jordan Cravens Krennic. Hey, what's good? Blackjack Taco. Talk about a talk about a hard memory there. Yeah, that's a that was a Halloween special for Taco Bell. You guys remember that. that? It was a black taco. Oh, I, I remember the pur- I remember, I remember the purple poop. I remember <laughs> it fondly. Hey, <laughs> hey, kudos to you for that that throwback gym right there for pulling that out the uh, pulling that out the the the, the closet or the, the yeah the no box no worries <laughs> and um we are actually joined by special guest the stinky wizard T W Warren and apparently he's got some good stuff for us. Ooh, welcome back to the studio. All right, boys. So, <laughs> I need you to keep a secret. Okay. It's me. It's me. Glenn. Wait, Glenn Bell? Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Glenn Bell has possessed T.W. Warren? He doesn't know this, so, like, don't let anybody know. I brought you this because I thought it was super important that people heard it because we've got to get this film made. <laughs> Holy okay. cow! So this is this is big news. Then are are we the first people you've told about this? I've told you guys, and then I told uh, an old friend that I met at a Greyhound. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> okay, so so what exactly is this? Because uh, in in the email you said it's uh, a, a, a what a script for your biopic. It's a biopic, along okay. the mm-hmm. lines of Aaron Sorkin's uh, Facebook. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Okay. Or uh uh oh god, what the one about that piece of shit Roy Croc. Oh, oh the founder. The fountainhead. The fountain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So so um so just to clarify, you have a a script for us about me, Glenn Bell. Now, wow. how did exactly did you get out of White Heaven? Can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dude. That's fucking White Heaven's maximum security. Yeah. Yeah, cl- clearly it's not. I- clearly it's not. <laughs> but I knew I could come to you guys, my acolytes. Not your acolytes. I knew that I could come to you preaching the gospel of the Holy Bell to try to get this film made. So uh, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a, uh, of a, of a big. Hold on. Uh, oh my God! How many pages is that? 
Uh, last time I counted, 1,400. 1,400 oh, pages? 1,400 pages? My God. Oh, why does it smell it's like okay. beef? So, it's a trilogy about oh, me. Oh, wow. Glenn Bell, the Taco Titan. Is it all done on napkins? What it's the fuck? all written on napkins, and uh, I tried using uh, one of the computing machines to try to get it done. Uh, but I got a, a bunch of, uh, what do you guys call them, diseases on the computer. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so you don't have good uh, good computers up in White Heaven? We don't get computers in White Heaven. We have TV, uh, six stations, a lot of Rosolian Isles, <laughs> which you boys know I love. Uh, okay. Two broke girls. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. Go on. And then uh, Roy Kroc snuck in a copy of The Fountainhead. Which is where I got my idea. <laughs> got to get this script made. Got to get it to my followers. Okay. Because I knew you guys had the funds and you had the followers to get it written. So they must have a lot of misinformation there in White Heaven because we definitely don't have the funds or, um, or said followers to create a movie. I absolutely do not believe you. I know for a fact you guys were just talking about going to the, the what is it, the Ackle. ACL. Yeah, and you're talking to people and getting fat ladies to follow me. Okay, fair, fair, fair enough. Uh, he's that not is, wrong. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's not, not wrong. wrong. We definitely did do that. So I thought the best idea is bringing it to you guys, reading some of the scenes that I have written, and try to get funding from uh, Robert Zemeckis or maybe uh, uh, Zack Snyder or oh. uh, uh, David Fincher. Oh, okay, yeah. Or yeah, uh, could you a imagine? Michael Bay. This, this, or... this definitely already looks like a really great addition to the Snyderverse. Yeah, it's, like when that maybe, <laughs> maybe we could get Gene Wilder in to do it, or maybe Bob Hoskins, or uh, right. Um, I, I gotta tell you, Glenn, both of those people are dead. They've been dead for at least two or three years. Oh God. Wait, Bob Wait, Hoskins I didn't, is yeah, dead, right? No, I didn't see them but, in White Heaven, yeah. so I didn't know. <laughs> But this is the okay. Halloween episode. I mean, anything can happen, right? Like Bob Hoskins and who was the other one? Because the Gene other one was Wilder? definitely dead too. Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. Oh, yeah. I love Gene Wilder and Gene uh, all, the, all, the, all the questions you've had about sex but were too afraid to ask because he kept no. fucking that lamb. And that, that was that's, just... That's Gene I get it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then let's... Let, let me see this thing. Yeah. Go ahead. So it's a, it's a rough cut, as you can tell. Uh... There are uh, a couple of uh, smudges, but I think it could be uh, it's it's legible. So I thought we could go ahead and uh, let me. Here you go. Here's uh, Act One, All Scene right. One. Let me see here. So uh, Jordan, I'm gonna have you read if you don't mind. You're gonna be playing uh, my long departed brother T Bone. <laughs> 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 so just a heads up, we're not actors. Are you sure we're going to be well, able to do this justice? Oh, 100%. Cause you what guys do you are mean my, we're not actors? My number one What followers. about the cheesy gordita bunch Broadway play, Nick, that we were talking about writing together? And yeah, see, well, I think we could get the funding through this film. It's going to be a box office smash. It's going to be bigger than NBC's smash. Holy shit. Okay. Well, I think we're really on to okay. something here, guys. I'm, I mean, I'm totally down to give it a try. Let, let, let's let's read through a couple so, scenes yeah, then. Jordan, I'm going to have you be T-Bone. Devin, uh, I'm going to have you, if you can, go ahead and read the scene directions sure. and uh, play my, 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 my old Vato Utah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, Nick, if you don't mind playing Freddy. Okay, I'll, I'll play Freddy. 
So, so oh. Devin, if you can go ahead and start off from from the top for me. Yeah. A train is going across the countryside. Steam rises above it, billowing like my ex-wife when she wore a muumuu, but pretended it was a sundress. <laughs> that bitch. We quickly pan down, relieving. We quickly pan down, revealing a young, handsome, and debonair, light-skinned Mexican, Glenn Bell Jr. Racing across the tops of the train. What? He has a red scarf that is dragging behind him from the wind of the train. Can we do this practically? Like, can we get Andrew Garfield to run across some trains? This is some Oscar-level shit. I'm sure we could persuade him. Yeah, I, I don't think I told you guys, but I was thinking of getting, uh, uh, because I loved the, uh, the Facebook so much, and Andrew Garfield was fantastic at being brown. So I thought maybe we could get him to play me, light-skinned Mexican Glenn Bell. First off, okay, as a Mexican, I take offense to this. Glenn Bell is not Mexican. You're clearly a white man. <laughs> no, Bell is a traditional Mexican name. It was brought over by the Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so I don't even understand the reasoning behind, like, why not just make you white? Because I'm not white. <laughs> and I want, I want the truest version of me, okay. brought to screen. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Devin, if you can continue. Before he turns dramatically, so we can appreciate his chiseled features. <laughs> now this is me as a in a voiceover. Growing up in the barrio, life wasn't easy. Some of us butos would do anything to get out. Bell, Glenn Bell Jr. climbs down into the train cart. I was no exception, but you had, if you had told me the same light-skinned Mexican kid who was running around selling pies all over these train lines would one day graduate high school and improve the taco, I'd tell you that it's not me. I'm not a... Glenn Bell Jr. slides the red train car shut, revealing the title card. Title card, Taco Titan, Glenn Bell, A Hard Shell in a Soft Shell World, The Taco Bell Saga, Part Uno, The Founder, Credits Play, <laughs> something similar to the opening of Die Another Day, but with a lot more scorpions. What is intro, going on? <laughs> intro train scene. We are inside the train now. Glenn Bell Jr. pulls a satchel off his side and unveils an assortment of food from it. He hands it to the other people in the cart, revealing... There's a barrel with a fire in it. Three hobos, like with fingerless gloves and everything, are standing around the fire. In order from left to right, there's Utah Phillips, T-Bone, and Hobo Joe. But only if we get the rights from Disney. Otherwise, it's Freddy the Freeletter. No, wait. Just binged it, and uh, everything's going to be okay. Everybody liked Freddy the Freeletter, so we're, we're going to keep that. Will they even remember Hobo Joe? Fuck it. Going to Freddy. And Freddy the Freeloader. <laughs> now, for the most part, I found hobos to be clean, respectful, and courteous. But these three, they were my track brothers. First, we've got Utah Phillips. We focus on Utah Phillips. He has a dirty beard, a guitar, and a harmonica. You know, like one of those hippied out college liberals. <laughs> Utah was a wacky guy who had all sorts of ideas about workers' rights. Like that would catch on. But more importantly, he introduced me to the band Gogol Bordello. Mm. <clears throat> Great band. <clears throat> Intro, different train car. Interior. 
Interior, different yeah, train. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know if you know much about screenwriting as I, Glenn Bell, knows. But you read cut to interior, different train car, and then the scene. It's kind of letting the 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 director and the camera people know this is where we go, this is where we are, this is what we're shooting. Here are the people that are are in it. Here are the lines that people are saying. And uh, uh, okay, I'll do it from there. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to interior, different train car. The door is open, and Utah and Glenn are looking out at California. You gotta remember that a guitar is never really in tune, Mexican Glenn Bell. We have ideas of what a guitar should sound like. Society has ideas that they apply to the guitar, but you know, as a minority, how <laughs> itself it's to be different to play the song as you want it. There is music everywhere. Beautiful, out of tune music. You just, got, you just gotta play it. Without him, I never would have discovered folk punk. And I will always be grateful. When he ran for president, I didn't give him any money. <laughs> and that's true, right? Didn't, yeah. didn't Utah Phillips actually run for president? Mm-hmm, and he didn't wow. get a cent from me, that bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Cut two. Interior, train, car, back. We focus on T-Bone. T-Bone is the most traditional hobo imaginable. If he doesn't have a sack over his shoulder, I reserve the right to pull my life rights from the film and good luck telling this story about H.J. Hines, the fucking (laughs) tomato hack. (laughs) Next, we've got T-Bone Slim. T-Bone was at some point a journalist and always kept a pencil and a flask on him. Cut to... Extension, extension, or exterior. Cut to exterior caboose. The train is cutting next to the water. T-Bone and Glenn Bell stare out the window. T-Bone is writing something in a notebook. What are you writing there, S.A. T-Bone? I'm just writing down what I see. The world is a big place. Did you know one day we'll have underwater trains? What makes you say that, S.A. T-Bone? Because I can tell. The last place on Earth to explore is underwater. And they need the pioneers of trains to do it. There must be something to explore on land, S.A. (laughs) T-Bone. Nothing that trains can get you to. Well, maybe. No. (laughs) No. What is it, S.A. T-Bone? It's silly. Nothing you say is silly, S.A. T-Bone. Well... Perhaps. There may be a world of flavor out there. And maybe, just maybe, someone can help make that accessible for all at affordable rates while embracing their cultural heritages tastefully. But I don't know. Now you need Gene Wilder to (laughs) come with you. But I don't know. Saying it out loud, it just sounds silly. No way, S.A. T-Bone. That is a beautiful dream, and I hope we can live through it. Maybe even I could be that person, S.A. T-Bone. T-Bone tussles... Oh, wait. That's you, Devin. T-Bone tussles Mexican Glenn Bell's hair. Tussle, tussle, tussle. T-Bone chortles to himself as Mexican Glenn Bell looks on wide-eyed and innocent of the future that he will soon be living. Maybe... If there was anybody who could do that, it'd be you. 
light skin but clearly Mexican, Glenn Bell, it'd be you. <laughs> Hold the fucking record. What the <laughs> <laughs> this is what he says? <laughs> yeah, I know. This is exactly pretty much what he told me on that train car that day. <laughs> they stare Some, off. Somebody's an enabler. Okay. Yeah. They stare off at the sea. They know there is just something great just beyond their grasp for now. T-Bone would eventually die by falling in the waters of New York, but a quote of his always stayed with me. Always keep yourself fit to serve mankind. Watch yourself. Do not watch the boss. If I had learned anything from him, it was that I had to be my own boss. Mm. Cut to interior train, back of the cart. We focus on Freddy the Freeloader and the classic Freddy the Freeloader costume America knows and loves doesn't require a single description to explain. You know what that looks like in your head. Freddy pulls a can of pinto beans out of his pockets, prying it open with his hands, and pours the second half into Mexican Glenn Bell Jr.'s hand. If only I had some sort of flat (laughs) pancake-like food to put this in. And another voiceover. And finally, we've got Freddy the Freeloader. Freddy always had a smile on his face. Cut to extended train yard. Exterior train yard. God damn it. (laughs) Cut to exterior train yard. T-Bone, Utah, and Glenn Bell sit against a series of barrels, and Freddy the Freeloader shuck and jive for the three of them. His feet move like the youthful and urban maids I hired when I moved to Florida. Utah <laughs> plays a tune on his guitar. Glenn definitely Flitter. clapping on beat because he always does. Mm-hmm. The fun is cut short at 30 as 30 police officers storm the rail yard. Oh no, it's the fuzz. But aren't the police the good guys, S.A.T. Bowden? They definitely are, but, on occasion, but occasionally as a part of our transient lifestyle, we come to a head. Like a chicken in a corn cob pipe factory. <laughs> Thankfully, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> like a chicken in a corn cob pipe factory. Thankfully, there is nothing police-like more than shucking and jiving on of than the shucking and jiving of Freddy the Freeloader. Now run, everyone! T-Bone, Utah, and Glenn run away. As they do, Freddy the Freeloader begins to shuck and jive harder than he's ever shucked and jived before. The police all stop and stare at him. They begin to clap and cheer. Cut to interior train cart. The three hobos are booking it to onto the train. The distance in the distance we hear an eruption of gunfire come out of the rail yard. The train pulls out and as it turns we see Freddy the Freeloader dancing as they shoot the guns at his feet. Freddy is visibly crying in fear at how fast he is shucking and driving, <laughs> jiving, and nothing else. <laughs> Freddy! <laughs> in slow motion, Freddy and Glenn lock eyes. The police begin to fire at Freddy. Glenn screams. Freddy, now being filled to the brim with bullet holes, like beans in my trademark bean and cheese burrito that didn't exist before <laughs> I got involved in my f- culture's food, Freddy falls to the ground, a smile on his face. Seeing Freddy full of holes showed me two things that day. One, life is short and begins at conception. And two, cops are always justified in a good old-fashioned shuck and jive hobo slaughter, even when it's your friend. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now I get why you're in white heaven. Exactly. Yeah, there it is. There it is. So... 
is is Freddy is did someone actually shuck and jive until they were killed? Yeah, oh. the way I remember it. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, so that looks like that's the end of the at, at the end of the first scene. Mm-hmm. Okay, so second- what do you think? Right, pretty good so far. It's all right. It's a little. Uh, it's it's a little um, racy. I know people aren't ready for the truth <laughs> of my life, Glenn Bell. You're clearly a white man. Okay, mm, we should just I all am... point this out. Um, everyone in studio, Glenn Bell's a white man, right? Obviously, white yes. passing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so should we turn to? to Scene two. scene two. Yeah, let's get. So this is uh, this is you know right now the first chapter of Taco Titan is kind of my rise to being the Taco Titan, and this is a scene uh, featuring me and my first ex-wife. Uh, let's see here. So for this next scene, like I was saying, both my uh, this next scene is me and my uh, about me and my ex-wife. There is a, a couple of very artistic tableaus that I think would be. Uh, uh, beautiful for a uh, Tom Hanks to direct. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, so for this one, I was thinking, uh, Jordan, you could be my ex-wife. Happily. Uh, Devin, I'm going to have you be uh, Taco Factory Worker 1. Okay. <laughs> By the way, can I just say, it's a fucking ex-wife for the title <laughs> of her character. Mm. Oh, it does say fucking ex-wife. <laughs> but not uh, not like... We're fucking the yeah. ex-wife. More like that bitch. That uh, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your words, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. And then, uh, let's see here. If so, uh, Devin, your taco factory worker one. Nick, you'll be number two. And then uh, I'll also have you play the uh, the white man later on in the scene. Okay, all right. I'll be white man. All right, and then and wow, f- first time for everything, huh, Nick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There it is. Devin, I'm maybe gonna... I'll get a loan. <laughs> You probably, I don't know, you know, take Devin. a nice friendly walk down the street. Yes. Devin, <laughs> a, I'm going to have you read the scene headers again and the, uh, the descriptors. Interior kitchen. Mexican Glenn Bell is in his home's kitchen, selling at, sitting at the table. His ex-wife, who got what she goddamn deserved, is standing across <laughs> the clearly stressed out Glenn. She looks like a wilted asparagus, but in a hot way that you'll think about for the rest of your life whenever you orgasm. Mm. So you have to focus on not saying her name and you suspect your current (laughs) wife knows, but she won't say anything because the other parts are so good that she will let this slide, but you both deeply know that she needs to comment for both of your sakes. Instead, you just come thinking of wilted asparagus. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. There is no evidence, okay, of... Of her resembling wilted asparagus. I, I wilted asparagus. I've seen it with my own eyes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. And 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 I thought you loved your wife. What? What? Yeah, she what must in- have been your wife for like a reason, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right. Let's keep going. So me and voiceover. Not everybody could see what I could see. Could imagine the world of flavor that I could. But why would you take such a risk, honey bear? I can't keep <laughs> providing people my deliciously damp chili dogs. But they are deliciously damp. I know that, but damn it, I know exactly how deliciously damp they are. 
but I need to evolve. Why ruin a good thing? Me and voiceover. Part of me knew she was right, but my deliciously jam- damp chili dogs were selling faster than disgustingly dry pancakes. Cut to montage. Close up of a white person shoving a chili dog in their mouth. White people liked them. Close up of a black person eating a chili dog. The blacks liked them. <laughs> what the fuck? Close up of a Mexican person eating a chili dog. Even La Rosa, my own fellow Latinx, liked them. <laughs> we, do a, we do a long pan of people of every sort. But like, especially the non-whites, because that shit is selling so well. Can we get a cast from an old Navy commercial for this? But I knew I could do more. Cut to interior kitchen. Back. We are back where we left off. I know I can do more, damn it. Wait, it says like a little bitch. What, like, what am I? Yeah, like? what does that mean? What is that direction? Oh, yeah, what am say I? It, say it like a little bitch. <laughs> All right, let me give it a run. Uh, <clears throat> Wait, I know you can. Uh, I'm going to read it first. I know you can, but do you want this to end up like mini golf course? Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I know you can, but do you want this to end up like a like the mini golf course? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to consider this. That's all. Tacos are my culture. <laughs> of course it is, my sweet churro of a man. It's pronounced churro, like burrow with a cha instead of a buh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just worried. Most of the people who are buying food from you are white. Do you think they'll be able to handle the spicy flavors from south of the border? Glenn Bell stands up and walks over to the window and looks out at the taco factory just a ways away. Cut to interior of taco factory. Two Mexicans, just like me, are working in the dark, dingy factory. The tortilla machine explodes and the room is covered in smoke. One of them, the worker, is covered in ash and looks around frantically. So really quick, I, I just want to chop, chime in and say uh, this like spicy food thing, real concern. Real concern, right? Nick? Is that? Uh, I mean, I yeah, def- at the definitely. time, at the time, because oh, definitely a real concern because yeah. I mean, Mexican food just wasn't that big then, you know, back in back in the '60s and, and the '50s, it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't as prevalent. Even though California was a part of Mexico, uh, obviously, like yeah. what it's it's like the word is fucking Spanish, yeah, right? Like yeah. anyway, and who changed like, that? <laughs> I did. <don't. laughs> But yeah, people people thought it was like not safe for your stomach and shit. Like yeah. uh, kind of like how Indian food is seen now. Yeah, mm. yeah, no, exactly the way Indian food is seen now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but like, I don't know, dude. Deli belly is like real. Like that's like a <laughs> real thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, all right, go go carry on. Tio, Tio, he rushes through the space and finds his friend. Which for you white people reading this. What Tio means, just FYI, he is currently being crushed under a massive amount of cornmeal. Tio! First off, uh, Tio, Tio means, yeah. means uncle. uncle. <laughs> it means uncle. Maybe where you come from, but I remember growing up in the barrio. <laughs> we called every older man Tio. Uh, all of them? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so... Okay, I'm Taco Factory number one, uh, two, I mean. My legs, bruh. 
My legs. It's okay. No, no, I, I try, try that again. Hit it with like I think you can give a little more on that. Okay. Yeah, the the, the direction there is with the accent. You know the one. <laughs> <laughs> you know the one. <laughs> My leg. I don't. Need, I I don't know. I can't do really. You know, like that that mouse. Like you hit it with the. My like, like, legs, bro. My legs, yeah. My, my legs, bro. My legs. It's okay. We're, we're going to get through this. It's too late for me. But please, bro. This <laughs> shit is so racist. <laughs> please, please don't let the corn milk go to waste. Taco Factory Worker 1 holds Taco Factory Worker 2 in his arms. They sob like characters who have full names and backstories, but that sounds like a lot of work. Maybe I can add it later. Jose, is is Jose a good name? No! Cut to. Interior kitchen. Back. Clen looks back from the factory. I need to introduce the world to the flavors, damn it. Do you know how many people died helping wrangle California to true freedom? Oh, fuck. I can't imagine. I will make them non-spicy. That's what I'll do. But my sweet and slightly fried curro, lightly dusted in white sugar and ridged due to having been piped from a curera. (laughs) (laughs) A syringe-like tool with a star-shaped nozzle. That means the Mexicans won't buy them. Great woman voice, by the way, Jordan. Sound a lot like my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Cut to exterior food stand. Glenn leans with his elbows on the counter, looking out at the empty seats. It's clearly a great place, but it doesn't seem to be doing well right now. We stare in at his face. He looks concerned and questioning. He has reached the low point. Should he give up on his dream of bringing affordable food from his culture to the masses? Should Glenn just surrender and admit how foolhardy this all is? Should he just kick the bucket right there and now? What a man that what's a man that doesn't have a dream? What would his mom say? Maybe I should just Can I get a taco? We now see a standard white man, you know, clean cut, a suit and tie, a job, and it's standing there at the counter. <laughs> How could you tell he has a job? Because <laughs> of the suit and tie. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Is that how you say it, Taco? It's Taco, gringo. Well, fantastic. Thank you, kind sir. One of your finest tacos, please. One sec. Cut to interior kitchen. Glenn meticulously makes a taco. You see an artist at work. He does everything perfectly, making sure he nails the delicious taco meat that used to be chili meat. He nails the deep frying of the shell. He nails the other steps, too, that I totally remember. It should feel like a scene (laughs) from a Jon Favreau movie, the one chef, but Mexican instead of Cuban, because I do know there is a difference, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) This was it. The true test. Could I put it off my first taco? All my dreams and the dreams of my people stood on my shoulders in this moment. Could I pull it off? Cut to exterior food stand. Glenn walks out carrying his scrumptious and clearly fantastic California-style taco. He hands it to the white man. Everything slows down. It's the most stressful moment of this light-skinned Mexican man's life. 
The white man takes a bite <laughs> holding the taco like a fucking idiot. He spills taco <laughs> innards all over his suit as he bites. Glenn lets out a sad sigh and starts to walk away defeated. Are we going to get a sad sigh? Okay. A hand grabs him on the shoulder. He turns and looks terrified. The white man has the biggest smile on his big old pale pasty white face. <laughs> well, mister, that is the best taco I've ever had. Could I have two more? Si, senor. Glenn races back into the kitchen and begins furiously cooking. Montage! Glenn cooks tacos, John Favreau style, but Mexican. The white man shovels tacos into his mouth like my favorite, gartu- my favorite cartoon character, Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> Glenn can't make enough tacos. Glenn Bell's, wait, Glenn Bell's the favorite character? The white man is so happy he begins to get up and dance. So his favorite character is Speedy Gonzalez? Yeah, he's the representation of my race. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! First off, that makes sense because the logo, the original logo, was like the sleeping boy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or the one, the big sombrero. It makes kind of sense. Okay, no, there's there's a correlation there because I mean, if anybody has a disproportionately large sombrero on their head, it is a cartoon mouse. <laughs> it's for named, sure named Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah, uh, or Slowpoke Rodriguez, sir. Oh, that's right, that's right. Um, yeah. You know what though? Can I just say, uh, Speedy Gonzalez? That was totally underrated cartoon. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, totally yeah, underrated yeah. cartoon. I agree. That's why I was bringing. I was. I wanted people to know. <laughs> Glenn keeps making more and more tacos. The white man holds a border collie up to his face that begins to kiss him. They kiss passionately. <sighs> tacos begin to rain down from the sky. The white man and the border collie have their tongues tied in each other's mouth. They are kissing like how my ex-wife would kiss my asshole for the first year before she claimed all the chili dogs changed the texture of it. I had done it. Like Walt Disney, the Michelin Man, and Alfonso Fonzarelli before me. I had made the white man happy. I knew success would be mine. Even though I would soon go through a divorce because she was fucking crazy and she seemed to think working 20 hours a day was unhealthy when we just had a newborn at home. And to be honest, I wanted to do nothing with that little piece of shit until they were old (laughs) enough to properly use a key fob. I knew nothing could ever hold me back. No one could ever stop this Glenn Bell from ringing. (laughs) So, what do you think? You know... Did did some actual like workers die in that factory? Mm-hmm. Are we sure? Did have, have we looked that up? Um, I mean, even if they didn't, there's nothing wrong with you know adding a little bit of zhuzh. Wait, wait, hold on. I don't know about that. Are you sure? Because there is, there's no evidence of 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 some sort of. Explosion. Or well, I, crazy. I I did like what Chernobyl did and put all of the doctors into one woman. I did that. <laughs> <and it was laughs> okay. All every, right. Every single member of my family that has been abused by the white man in California. Interesting fact, though. Glenn Bell did actually have a chili dog stand um, that was directly next to a tortilla factory. So that part for sure mm-hmm. is true. Mm. Um yeah, and 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 I think we've covered this before, but the original like the original purpose for the meat was for chili, mm-hmm. to for for his chili dogs. But he added some extra spices or put a California spin on it and uh, made it into taco meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know it is crazy though is glenn you did work those crazy hours that's like a true thing which is pretty fucking gnarly inspirational mm-hmm. yeah inspirational yeah working 20 hours i won't do that yeah. but no thanks cuz uh, okay I'll, I'll fist bump you this cuz <laughs> <laughs> but uh i mean i can appreciate that i think our i think it, this is unfortunately another testament of like overworking but nonetheless you know that is still inspiring um but uh how did your wife handle that not well <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you for that simple not well. Okay, all right, good good to know. Uh, but I mean, you were opening up a small business. You That's know. what I was doing, the American dream. You know, ever since my pops brought us over here, it was something that we really, I really felt I needed to do for the Bell family. Okay, all right, cool. Well, do you have another scene for us? I do. Um, so before I, I decided to go with the movie, I thought maybe I could do a stage musical <laughs> along the lines of my favorite show, Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> okay. So uh, uh, this here is more of a, uh, a musical number, so I don't have the music written, so I, I suppose what we could do is uh, uh, we could have you sing whatever feels right. And uh, let's see here. There are four choir members, so I guess each of you can just pick a number. I like three. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I'll be two. Devin, I'll be you one. Can, you can be one and and four. <laughs> no, actually, no, 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 no. I'm gonna make Nick. You're gonna be number four. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Devin read the stage direction, and then uh, Jordan, you can be my ex-wife again. You okay. did such a fantastic time with the last scene. Let's try it. Perfect. I'm ready for it. I've been training for this my whole life. And then <laughs> I, of course, will be me. Okay. All right. So, Devin, pa- pa- whenever part you're Part two, ready. scene one, right? Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. This, the stage is black. As black as I am, light-skinned Mexican. This is a single <laughs> spotlight goes up on one person. As each member of the choir is introduced, a new spotlight goes up on them. Glenn! Oh, Glenn. Glenn. Our Glenn. 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 That was terrible. (laughs) Glenn Bell is revealed in a suit, tie, suspenders, and one of those big Mexican hats that I totally know the name of what they're called. A a Mexican cowboy hat or (laughs) sombrero, sombibo. Uh, (laughs) And so... I began to work, a taco titan that could not be stopped. I would stand tall and be a man amongst many, and I would bring my flavors to the finest corners of the world. First was... Taco-tia! Taco-tia was a small affair. I bought an old two-ton bread truck and thousands of straw hats from Mexico. I even hand-painted our brand name on it. Glenn. Oh, Glenn. Glenn. Why, Glenn? Why what? Why did you sell? Glenn. Why did you surrender? Glenn. Surrender? (laughs) I didn't surrender. I recognized a good business opportunity. Why did the football heroes save the Day. <laughs> <laughs> or did they make 
make it so you refuse to, to stay. stay. <laughs> Devin just yelled that part. I just want to just. I know. Yeah. I, I can hear him. Okay. Um, <laughs> why was this game you were willing to, to play? play? Bitch ex-wife. Not fucking ex-wife. Bitch ex-wife <laughs> enters from below the stage, leaving the bowels of hell to try to torture him. If we can have dry ice go off or maybe like release some locusts, that'd be really awesome. That's like Hella from fucking Ragnarok. Or yeah, whatever. for yeah. sure. For sure. Um, you should be ashamed. 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 No. No. They were local legends. I respect them and all, and I still do. But the profit margins, there weren't enough for pro ballers. It's never enough. Never, never enough. enough. Never, never enough. enough. There we go. Never, never enough. I sold my shares of that business. Nobody could stop me. Never enough. Next was El Taco. El Taco was a great business with a social progressive mascot designed to look like me. The socially progressive mascot for El Taco comes out doing a samba with his, Mex- with his floppy Mexican <laughs> cowboy hat. <laughs> it was pretty good business. But you sold. I sold. You, you want more? I want. Say it. Say, say it. Say it. Just say it. Say it. I franchise to more football players. And did it work? No. It's never enough. Never, never enough. enough. Never, never enough. enough. Never enough. It never was never enough. enough. No, no. This is untrue. You haunt me, witch, for I am Glenn Bell. I am the master of the taco. I am the patron saint of Chicanos everywhere. <laughs> I run where others don't dare to walk. I am the title card. Do musicals have title cards? Because this one does. <laughs> taco Titan, Glenn Bell, a hard shell in a soft shell world. The Taco Bell saga, part dose Eckies franchise <laughs> network for whom the taco tolls. Everybody dances in a frenzy. A dance fighting overwhelms the stage as my bitch ex-wife's body bends in non-Euclidean... Is that how you say that? Mm-hmm. Uh, in a non, non-Euclidean <sighs> an- angles. Can we hire one of those circus, Cir- Cirque du Soleil freaks to do this? I'll <laughs> see. I've seen some shit at those shows. You know the ones I'm talking about. The ones you wonder what it would be like to fuck. <laughs> the dancing stops. A shadow form of myself enters from stage left. It is holding one of my California-style tacos that would make me a household name. I have come from the land made of thoughts and dreams. I've heard you call when you sleep. I've heard your walk. I've heard your waking screams. You know, deep inside you, something cries for life. Venture out to the holy land. Forget that bitch of an ex-wife. Bars. Tell me, spirit, who are you? Why do you find me in my hour of pain? I'm tired of flop. I'm tired of failure. Again and again and again. How is this taco here different than the one before? I don't know if I can go down the road of beef once more. 
Take a bite. What? Try it. Glenn takes the taco from the shadow self. He takes a bite of the taco. The stage lights up and a large Mexican flag drums, drops behind <laughs> <it. laughs> She's racist as fuck. I can taste the history of my people in every bite. I will bring this to the public. I will never give up the fight. Taco Bell, here I come. <laughs> so that was the only part you're going to sing yeah. that entire time. If you guys noticed, he talked every single part, but that's the only time you sung. Yeah, because like it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, the talking, singing, the music, it's more to if I had the music done, the talking would be done to the rhythm of the music. Okay. Well, I got to say that is trash. That's major fact. Uh, no, yes. no, no. I, that's why I thought, no, let's go with the movie. Okay, uh, th thank God, thank <laughs> God, because a Taco Titan musical is what comes next. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking horrible. Okay, oh. well, uh, since you didn't like that one, I guess we can go to the uh, the next part. This is from... Also, I got to take issue with this whole Mexican thing, right? Like, am I wrong for saying that? I know it's provocative. No. People don't want to hear the plight of the Mexican American. <laughs> I am willing to argue this could be up there with Selena. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. People literally worship Selena. Like they are, they cherish her exactly. Yes. And, and you think? And people love Taco Bell, and they love me. I can be there. It could be me, Selena, Richie Valens from. Uh, we can't let this fly. No, this 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 will not, sir. Your transgression. <laughs> your transgressions. I am tired of the Latino voice being. Si I'm sorry, Latinx voice <laughs> being silenced. <clears throat> yeah, let's just move on to the next one then. Exterior sky. It's. A I don't get that. What we're, the hell does exterior sky mean? We're outside near the sky. <laughs> <laughs> near the sky. All right. Mm -hmm. Whatever the fuck that means. That's really like, whatever. Exterior sky, not <laughs> interior sky. It's a beautiful, sensual night. The clouds are in those shapes that could... That should leave the audience half erect. Boing, 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 boing. We pan in on a plane that cuts through the sky like a phallus slicing its way into a bussy. I, I think it's pronounced bussy. It's pronounced bussy. That's one bussy. thing I learned in White Heaven was all of the uh, all of the bussy craving that white men just tend to have. Yep, <laughs> it, it's a bussy. As we get closer, we see written on the side of the plane is its name. The Taco Bell, B-E-L-L-E. -E. And in the captain's seat is a light-skinned but distinctly Hispanic, no matter what the brown berets say, Glenn Bell. <laughs> we continue panning till we are interior, cockpit, plane. Glenn Bell looks over at the camera. How the fuck did we get into a plane? We transitioned into it. That's the beauty of film. <laughs> you can you can be in the sky and see a plane, and then just lean into it using computer machines. <laughs> All right, we're in a plane. Oh, hello! Glad you can join us. 
I was just flying my company jet as I totally can even though flying is kinda lame. Definitely not as cool as trains. I mean, 9-11 wouldn't have happened if we had just stuck to trains, but nobody <laughs> wants to have that conversation. <laughs> this is Henrik. Henrik looks over to the camera from the co-pilot seat. Henrik doesn't say much, but he doesn't have to. His favorite item is the Enchirito, which will be very upset to hear I'll be moving. What? It is an abomination of God and my people, Henrik. You know this. Yeah. What's next, Henrik? Mexican pizza? Come on! <laughs> what the fuck? Kadumnesio <laughs> What the fuck language is this? <laughs> okay, um, in prayer. Take over, Henrik, and you. <laughs> Glenn point. Glenn Bell points directly at us. Come with me. You're going to appreciate this. Glenn Bell gets up, and the plane begins to careen wildly. Henrik desperately tries to take over as Glenn Bell walks away unfazed into interior boarding area. <laughs> we are in the small spaces between the cockpit and the passenger seating where the stewardesses go when I ask them to grab me a margarita made with the Applebee's mix I paid a lot of money to get <laughs> packets of before <laughs> I smack them on the ass in a respectful way as a sign of gratitude. You know, that Applebee's mm -hmm. mix, high quality. Mm -hmm. High quality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Glenn Bell know, looks know, over his shoulder at us. Y'all know Applebee's is a, is a non-profit? Really? Yeah, mm. ain't no way they making money with those prices. <laughs> so this next part is what we call magical realism, okay? Basically, what we're seeing isn't literally how it happened, but it takes poetic license to explain it. Makes sense, dum-dum? Wait, no, I can't hear you. Nod your head if... Huh. Got you, stupid fucking idiots. Just come with me. <laughs> Glenn Bell heads into the interior passenger cabin. The seats are comfortably separated at distance. Glenn Bell points us to look at the first seats on our right. We look over and we see there is the Taco Bell boy, a culturally sensitive and nuanced depiction of the rapscallion Mexican kid. He has one of those big Mexican straw hats and a scarf draped over this his shoulder and so no racist. shoes. This right here, this is my the first step on our journey to success. You're gonna see a lot of people on our journey to the top. Lots of businessmen who opened Taco Bells and locals who made it all possible. But nothing was more helpful than him. My Taco Bell boy. Ay caramba, muchacho! <laughs> God damn it, I love you, Taco Bell boy. When we were opening a new location, first thing they'd see is my sweet, sweet Taco Bell boy. There would be ads in the newspaper of Taco Bell Boy with a wheelbarrow carrying Taco Bell. At openings of our Taco Bells, we would have big fiestas. Mariachi bands would come and play. And we would have flamenco dancers in the big dresses that make them look like they dry charcoal candles that my nana would give me when she was throwing her chunklas at my mischievous, very light brown ass. <laughs> <laughs> but warm... But the most important of all, 
we had our Taco Bell boy there. So, so this 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 Taco Bell boy. Um, tell me more about this, because I mean, like, I know that clearly this this is hella racist. Okay. Oh yeah. No Taco and Bell. And you boy, use this a lot. Taco Bell boy was my inner child <laughs> that I used. That's kind of like a. You a, gave him no shoes. No shoes. I didn't oh wear God. shoes when I used to live in the barrio. So, so, didn't uh, there was this one time you you dragged like uh, uh, some kind of banner or something through the streets of Florida, mm-hmm. and you like blocked traffic. Right, mm-hmm. this shit was in the news. Mm-hmm. Um, people. I saw think it, it was the Taco Bell boy that he like the the banner of the Taco Bell boy that you dragged through Florida that blocked the traffic and made all the fucking news. So that probably hurt hurt your hurt your 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 bottom line. Absolutely I had not, because people went. Who is that little handsome Taco Bell boy? <laughs> <laughs> and why why is he on this big banner blocking my way to get my son to his little league game? Okay, so All right, so yeah. you contribute the Taco Bell boy to your success. Mm, absolutely. Okay. <clears throat> Back into the scene. Yes. Ay caramba, muchacho. Never change, Taco Bell boy, never change. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn Bell continues on further into the plane, stopping by Don Callender. Don Callender looks like if Larry David wasn't Jewish. This is Don Callender. Don Callender looks like if Larry David wasn't Jewish. Uh, Dan, That's true. That's true. I look like if Larry David wasn't Jewish. Don ran a commissary that was able to help sta- standardize Taco Bell products. No longer would employees have to shred their own cheese or cut their own lettuce. No. Dicing tomatoes was not a Taco Bell employee's duty. Hey, my ma was Marie Callender, okay? <laughs> no, the only responsibility were to cook my sweet, slick Taco Bell meat and assemble those tacos. And Don made that possible. No, Glenn, I am grateful to you. You are a good, nay, nay, a great man. Without you in my life, what would I be? You'd be nothing. <laughs> but you don't need to tell me. <laughs> But you don't need me to tell. Uh, but you don't need to tell me that. You just need to internalize it. Now come with me. <laughs> we walk with Glenn Bell as he strolls over to the next set of seats, where Wayne Miller, a man who is clearly wearing a dead man's suit, and pulling it off. Hey, Glenn. Hey, Wayne. This is Wayne Miller. Wayne was the first franchise salesman I brought in. He used to be a mortician, and bam! Now he sold my tacos. There isn't a lot of difference between boxes with corpses in it and tacos. <laughs> That's delicious dead meat, right, Wayne? Yes. Good man. Glenn Bell heads almost to the back. As he walks past Isles, we see the cop he talks about in the next line in all his cop majesty. Blue lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, they do not, but go we on. We had lots of franchisees brought in from this point. I love this motorcycle cop we brought in the most. He had, he once had three people lined up with their feet spread apart at one of his locations. Last time they ordered off menu. <laughs> he passes a llama. This is my llama. I bought her for my daughter, but I sold it when I discovered it couldn't eyeball three pounds of filling. Glenn Bell walks up the very back and is sitting there uh, and sitting there is Larry Hahn. Larry Hahn is the kind of white who pretends to be Hispanic for hashtag clout. 
Hiya, Glenn. Good day, Larry. Good day. It is. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, Larry was our guy sent down to Texas to open some franchises there. And you struggled, didn't you, Larry? You bet, but I was able to figure it out eventually. Tell them what you told me. Of course, boss. I told them that it was like selling ice cream to Eskimos. They were they just they just weren't interested in California style tacos. But with my guidance, I was able to get us in Texas where now a podcast of our greatest followers speak about how great we are. Thank you, Larry. Is that a reference to us? Absolutely. No, Fuck yeah, nice. let's go. Yeah, go on. You wouldn't happen to know where I can get a drink, would? Glenn walks all the way to the back and leans against the wall. Like a cool guy. A real cool guy. A real fucking cool guy. <laughs> like the coolest guy you've ever goddamn seen. It's the age of the Taco Bell, my friends. We need a hard shell to survive. And with this team, I had the crunchiest shell you could ever imagine. Oh, wow. So that that really played out like a, like an Ocean's Eleven <laughs> scene, right? Or like yeah. the scene from Anchorman where he was where like he's like uh, Brick Hamlin. Yep. Yeah, this is the opening, or uh, this is the uh, the the beginning of the second act of, uh, of of the story. So I wanted to get all the key players in after everyone was aware that I was giving up on the Taco Tia. Okay. All right. That was actually pretty good. And it's good to know um, because we did talk about Larry Hahn one time as being the fresh, the first franchisee um, to, to move out of Texas. Actually, one of the first franchisees that Glenn Bell, um, like, really trusted, really trusted the quality with. You know what I mean? I don't know why you're telling me this. I was there. I was my bad. Yeah. So I was talking to Jordan. <clears throat> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so now we're getting to. Uh to uh, the the final chapter of the Taco Titan. This is where uh, uh, where the story really comes to a, a, an orgasm, if you will. Okay. <laughs> so let's comes see. To an I was thinking here. Oh. Ha ha! <laughs> comes to an orgasm. Ha <laughs> ha! Let's see. I'll be Glenn Bell, of course. <laughs> Um, let's see. Nick, would you mind taking H.J. Hines? Uh, sure. Um, <coughs> Jordan, I'm going to have you be the toddler train. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Let's see here. <laughs> and then, uh. I see Don Kendall. Yeah, we'll have Devin be Don Kendall. Okay. Okay. Exterior, country road, daytime. Glenn Bell Jr. walks down a dusty road with the Mexican flag over his back like a cape and a sombrero on his head. He carries a briefcase at his side. Here I go again on my own, going down the only road I have ever known. And like a drifter, I was born to walk alone, and I've made up my mind. I ain't wasting no more time, just another heart in need of rescue, waiting on love's sweet charity. And I'm going to hold on for the rest of my days because I know what it means to walk along the lonely street of dreams. And after all, I am the title card, Taco Titan, Glenn Bell, a hard shell in a soft shell world. The Taco Bell saga, part trace, assault on Taco Bell 13, the final <laughs> chapter, or so is it. Credits. What song was that? What song what? was that? Uh, White Snake. I, uh, 
No. What? That was no. he was written by Glenn Bell, but White Snake covered covered it, I believe. Oh, these are I know I have never listened to any music played by reptiles. <laughs> <laughs> and this is all 100% everything in this script is 100% my idea. Okay. <laughs> Credits play. How many scorpions can we fit on screen? Because I feel like we didn't hit the total number on the first try. <laughs> can we try again and this time, like, really cram a bunch of scorpions in? I don't care if the shot is weird or whatever you cinema freaks call it. Just give me all the scorpions, but, like, on Andrew Garfield's Brazilian face. Can we talk for a second about how he was supposed to play somebody Jewish in that movie, too? Like, sure, Andrew Garfield is Jewish and Brazilian. Pick one, Hollywood! You think the general public is going to believe in a cornmeal latke? Really? Fade in. Exterior, country road, sunset. Glenn Bell is walking down the road and is so exhausted. You can tell he has done so much labor keeping Taco Bell afloat, and now he needs to walk down this old country road. He takes a deep swig of his water pouch, which is dry. He holds it over his mouth. A single unsatisfying drop falls out and lands on his tongue. With frustration, he throws his water skin out of frame. God, how am I supposed to solve my existential problem if I cannot solve, if I cannot even solve my thirst? We pan back, revealing we are at a crossroads and a figure that is clearly a piece of ketchup selling shit, wearing cowboy boots that aren't even a part of his heritage. <laughs> it says HD Heinz, mostly over the shoulder so we don't have to see his stupid fucking face just yet. <laughs> That's so fucked up. <clears throat> what seems to be your problem? We fully reveal HJ Heinz. I don't know if there's a word to describe, a whole, describe how evil this sack of shit really is. I'm trying to properly explain it, but there just <laughs> isn't anything there. Let me try. Uh, looking at him is like when you visit Mexico to connect with your family because they can't appreciate how because uh, they can't appreciate how hard you work for them, and you drink the water, even though your your second much better wife tried to warn you, so you get a bad case of Montezuma's revenge. <laughs> Except you've already taken the bowl stimulant you've purchased off the waiter, who you're pretty sure is named Jorge, and now you're sh shitting in the largest erection you've ever had, so all the blood has floated to your downstairs fuck features, leaving your, un leaving your unconscious until you wake <laughs> up three days later, covered in your own shit and cum. That's what H.J. Hines looks like. Whoever are you? H.J. Hines tips the cowboy hat that he definitely can't pull off as I can in an attempt to be friendly. My name is H.J. Hines, and I can hear with your heart, light-skinned, but still distinctly Mexican, Glenn Bell. Well, I know how you knew my ethnicity, as it is very clear. How did you know my name? A snake slithers out of H.J. Hines' boot-cut jeans like they were going to convince anyone he has done a real day's work. The snake slithers onto H.J.'s shoulder. I know many things, friend. I know your deepest dreams. The one you hide from the world. No, not... A train races by, and Glenn Bell's jaw falls open. Once it passes, we see we are at my train theme park. That would have been crazy successful if I had just finished it! 
Trains are everywhere. They're, they run free, galloping through fields. Trains go on roller coasters and cheer up, cheer on the descents. A young train drops an ice cream cone and an older employee train gives the child a replacement. Wait, didn't Glenn Bell, like, really love trains? Oh, he was, like, fucking, he, like, absolutely loved trains. Yeah, I still love trains. <laughs> What well, what was the thing? What was this like? You just fixed. Well, I mean, uh, he he train hopped as a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, and me Utah T Bone Freddy. Oh, wait, are you talking like trains as in like a sex? Like no, no, they no, all no, pulled no. the train on you? No, no, no. We loved hopping trains and like oh, I loved. Oh, okay, okay. I just the engineering of a powerful locomotive and the fact that you think there's only one type of train. Mm-mm. Multiple. <laughs> All right. Well, interesting. How did you do this? Please. It's nothing. I can make sure your dreams come true. Walk with me. Glenn hesitates but follows H.J. into the park, seeing it all from the ground level. It's beautiful. Glenn begins to cry at the wonder of it all. How is this possible? A toddler train waddles up to Glenn and gives him a balloon that better be shaped like a goddamn train. <laughs> What's wrong, mister? Nothing. Nothing at all. Glenn hugs the toddler train deeply. It's beautiful, isn't it? The toddler train turns to dust. No, no, no. Glenn turns to look at that piece of shit who's standing with his snake wriggling around his neck. He now wears an eye patch and has a cane because subtext is for cowards. <laughs> it isn't real yet, but it can be. God damn you. What do you want? I just want to make you happy, Glenn. I know your type. You always want something in return. What is it? Do you want my soul? Is that it? You want my spicy and savory soul? <laughs> no, no. That's not what I'm after. Then what is it? Tell me. Tell me. It's your chains, Glenn. Well, what? Your chains are holding you back, Glenn. Taco Bell is holding you back. As long as you are there, you will never be able to be the man you need to be. You dare. Oh, Glenn, I dare. I can offer you so much money. Think about how great your theme park could be. Only if you had 20 million dollars. I, I... What do you say, Glenn? That's more than all of your stocks are worth. I... I just... The toddler train comes up to Glenn Bell and pulls on the boot-cut jeans Glenn is wearing and fucking nailing. Mister, mister, won't you take the deal for me? For me? I... Uh, yes. What was that? I said yes, damn it. <laughs> the toddler train poofs into dust. H.J. Hines comes up now holding a contract and a large all-black peacock feather pen. Wonderful. Now just sign here. I have just one question. Will this income be taxed? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> what? I just want to make sure. Would I give you a bad deal? Be honest, demon. What? From the sky flies down the angelic chairman of PepsiCo, Don Kendall. 
His wings flutter behind him, at, behind as he approaches in a comforting but threatening manner. The deal you offer will be taxed and due to American tax code as an exchange for stocks. <laughs> it will mean Glenn will have a measly ten million. Only ten million? A man cannot survive on that little money, <laughs> let alone make his divinely blessed train park come alive with that money. You have no business here, Don. I do. For I have it's going from like Rod Sterling to to, to Wallace Shawn here. I do. For, uh, I do. For I have an offer for the devout and faithful Catholic, as that is what Mexicans believe, and Glenn is a Mexican. I am. <laughs> yes. He is. I will trade you stocks, Glenn. 1.43 shares of Pepsi for every share of Taco Bell, Glenn. The government can't be taxed. Inconceivable. <laughs> that sounds like a good deal. No, he is a deceiver. The only deceiver is you, hand job. <laughs> That's a good burn, Don Kendall. I'm glad somebody said it. Thank you, Glenn. I'm, ca I'm glad I came up with that and nobody else did it was a very <laughs> witty joke it is very good so good in fact i'll say it again <clears throat> hand job <laughs> <laughs> gah i will have my revenge good luck with that you white devil as long as our community stands strong against men like you we will never crumble Si se puede. <laughs> Don Kendall does a move with his hand like in those animes all the school, school shooters up here keep telling me about. <laughs> Baha Blast! A blast of energy shoots out of his hands, slamming into H.J. Hines. H.J. Hines. Hines tumbles back. This isn't the last time you've heard of H.J. Hines! H.J. transforms into a cloud of locusts and flies off. <laughs> <laughs> We're safe for now, Glenn. But remember, danger is around every corner. Keep your eyes open. Who knows when H.J. will try to reach around and get you a handjob. <laughs> I'll keep myself safe. My body is a temple and my culture's food is not for sale. But we have a deal, right? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> they jump and high five. Okay, so so this is all about H.J. Hines is the enemy here. This this guy, he's the like he's crooked the, piece of yeah. shit. <laughs> he's the ops. Yeah, okay, he's the ops. And um, fun fact, um, Hines is actually really subpar um, ketchup. Like it has twenty only twenty three percent tomato in ketchup in that ketchup. Hines is so famous as ketchup. Yeah, so, and, and so they're actually saying, being you're sued high right now. Well, they were being sued by Israel because Israel's like y'all are mislabeling Israel the country? Israel the so, country. So what you the say fuck? that Hines is a sub How can the ketchup? country sue because they're mislabeling? Oh, the they're US? selling they're selling it in yeah. Israel. Yeah. Oh, got it. Ah. Interior, dark basement. Light-skinned Mexican Glenn Bell sits in a chair with a whiskey on the table next to him. He looks at it and sighs. My body had started to turn on me. No longer was I the young, virile man I had been but a few years previous. No longer would you look at me with awe and splendor unless in response to my hottest of hot takes. Like the best era of SNL was the nine months after Phil Hartman died. Or Biggie killed Tupac. No, 
Now my body did not command that anymore. It was over. I was through. I was going to be shaking for the rest of my life till my muscles and joints gave out. This would be the end of me. Glenn Bell, Taco Titan and Mexican Visionary. But this ending made so little sense. I was a great man. I ate the FEMA-approved number of deliciously damp chili dogs a day. I had removed the Enchirito from our menu. I had even gotten a vaccine. How was I sick like this? Maybe there was no good answer. Maybe I just had to admit that maybe bad things happen to the best of us. If Benito, old Benny, could be killed by his own people, why should I imagine myself so lucky as to have my body not turn on me? But the question still scratched at the back of my head. Who had done this to me? And then it hit me. Close up of Glenn Bell's face, we can see the wrinkles that came from those years of manual labor in the sun, growing and picking tacos off the vine. It was you. It was you all along. It was you. And then this is where we reveal who was actually the reason I was sick. You see, a lot of people don't know this, but when it comes to this actual story of Glenn Bell, there's something you all need to know, and that is... Stop right there! <laughs> oh, you! That's right! Give me that! <laughs> hey, guys! Fucking oh, Mexican God. pizza! Let's go! Yeah! Okay, How did he get so... back into the studio? Get rid of my back! Uh, uh, shut up! It looks like I left the window open. Oh, again? I climbed in. Hold on. I'm going to open the door and let my lawyers in. Boys! Now, this is Glenn. Right. We got the best production possible, baby. Uh, Let's go. I don't know if he what he's trying to do or what he's telling you guys, but Glenn Bell, nor does the Bell family, nor does PepsiCo own the rights to the story of Glenn Bell. Who owns the rights to the story of Glenn Bell? I do. So I thought I would bring in a portion of my script to show <laughs> who the real Glenn Bell is. So we got to read another script? Yeah, just one more. <sighs> okay, hopefully it's not as racist. I'm open <laughs> to this Mexican pizza because he's really misrepresented himself this entire time. I'm not misrepresenting anything. He's clear, again, clearly not Mexican. No, yeah, exactly. Okay, all right, let's, yeah. let's see it then. By your own logic, Glenn, why would a Mexican man be in white heaven? <laughs> fair enough that is actually really fair well um herman cain is also in white heaven I yeah, think we've just... we all know about herman and oj but no no oj's not dead yet you remember oh, that's right yeah it's herman cain all right so uh uh let me go ahead and get this hand this off to you guys so i just wrote uh i'm handing off to you the pig scene what i feel is the proper representation of mr bell here Okay. So, uh, I'll be Glenn. And then, uh, Nick will have you be the father. Okay. And then, uh, Jordan, you'll be the little girl. Ooh. <laughs> and then, uh, Devin will have you, uh, will have you read the directions again. <laughs> <laughs> the pig dialogue. Scene one. Take one. Action. Interior. Barn. Midday. 
A little girl is crying softly next to her dad's leg. She can't be older than 12 and is trying to hold it together. Glenn Bell walks up to them with his assistant, a young woman at his side. The light from outside obscuring him, uh, obscuring him till he is almost too close. He bends down so he is on level with the little girl, even though you can tell it hurts a little bit to do so. What's wrong? The little girl sobs more. It's her. I didn't ask you. What's wrong? The little girl swallows some more sobs. My pig didn't win. It didn't win? No. No? But it was such a great pig. It is a pig, right? Yes. Not a dog in a pig costume, is it? (laughs) No! It's not two kids in a pig coat, is it? No! So it's just a pig? Yes. Well, no. (laughs) No? It's not just a pig. Of course not. He's my pig. The best pig. I'm sure he is. That's why if it's okay with you and your pop's there, I'd like to buy it from the two of you. Oh, okay. Is that okay, sir? I suppose it's 17 a pound. 17 a pound? 17, yes, sir. Hmm. Does that sound right to you? I suppose. Really? I thought this was the best pig. It is the best pig, right? It is. Then I'd say it's worth at least, hmm, 25 a pound. Are you sure? I'm sure. Write the man a check. Glenn snaps his fingers twice without looking back. His assistant writes a check and hands it to the father. He looks like it. He looks at it gobsmacked. Say thank you to Mr. Bell. Thank you, thank you. Don't thank me for rearing the best pig. Take it to the car. <laughs> rearing the best pig. His assistant begins to escort the pig out. It was a pleasure. The little girl begins to cry again, harder. She has only just realized she will never again see the pig. She raised this animal from birth and doesn't know what to do. What's wrong? I don't want to give up my pig. Have you ever sold a pig before? No. I bet this was the first pig you've ever raised, isn't it? It is. I raised it from birth. Then this is going to be a hard moment for you, but I need you to listen. And I need you to learn. You raised a good pig. So in turn, I purchased a good pig. I will take this pig home to a farm. I have... I will take this pig to a farm I have just a little ways away. At that farm, I have a professional slaughter space. A man whose name I have never bothered to learn, but I know from reputation alone, will slaughter what is no longer yours. (laughs) He will exanginate it. Do you know what that means? No, but... That means bleed it. (laughs) Do you know what that means? Like when I get a cut? Kind of. What you do is you bind the pig's legs, the front and the back together, (laughs) and hang it upside down from a hook. Then you take a long, sharp knife and slice through its neck from ear to ear. Since it's upside down, the blood will pour from its neck into a bucket sitting below the pig. That's actually where you get the phrase, 
bleeding like a stuck pig from, which is a phrase you're going to be very <laughs> intimate with very soon. Don't hurt my pig! It's not your pig anymore. <laughs> Sir, please. You no, need to stop. No. I don't. This is important, and she needs to learn. Now, little girl, do you like bacon? Baby, you don't have to answer. Yes, you do. Do you like bacon? Yes. And do you know where that bacon comes from? Pigs? That's right. And we have to kill them to get that bacon. But not my pig. Yes, my pig. <laughs> you raised that pig with intent to sell it so it could be slaughtered. So its body could be eviscerated into loin, chops, <laughs> and bacon. People like me take what is just an animal and transform it into something more. Titans like me can take what makes you salivate and bring it into reality. But can't you let my pig live? No, because it's my pig. My pig wasn't bred to live a joyous life. <laughs> you bred it so it could be consumed. You bred it so that my man in my barn, who I know off reputation alone, could take a bit out of it, resell it for a hefty profit, and then be cooked. Cooked into loin, chops, and that delicious bacon you enjoy so much. That bacon you have on the side next to the pancakes on Saturday mornings. I'm sorry to get heated, it's just here. You know your father will die one day. Right? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what? Sir! He will. One day your father, your mother, myself, we will all die. And if we're lucky, after we die, we'll be buried in the ground. Maybe we'll be cremated, turned into dust and spread somewhere anywhere maybe when we die it is in such a tragic way that there is nothing left to bury just human pulps splayed on the side of the road or pulled at the bottom of a santa fe skyscraper <laughs> but no matter what your father your mother me and most definitely you <laughs> one day will be a corpse that no one will do anything with we will be a bloated useless thing in the ground not even compost for bugs and funguses anymore, thanks to the wonderful advances we've made in embalming arts. You'll just simply be a corpse taking up space. But this pig, that used to be yours and it's now mine, it can create beautiful memories. It can maintain its value in death. Don't you want it to be valued in a way that you never could be? I, I guess so. Don't you want something you do to maintain its value? Y yes. Then I will take my pig, and your father will take his money. I hope he shares it with you. Glenn Bell stands up and nods. Good day to the both of you. Then Glenn Bell leaves. The little girl does not cry anymore. The slow and cold realization of death creeps into practically all angles of her thoughts. <laughs> That's the Glenn Bell I know. Is that mm. a real story? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Holy shit. That is that is horrifying. That's not how it, it happened. Yes, it is. Okay. So, did you actually eat the pig or did you like throw it away? I threw the pig away. <laughs> 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 but you have no right to make this film. Absolutely no right. Yes, I do, because I have the rights. 
Well, I, I'm back on Earth and I, I want the rights. I want to make my film. Absolutely not. What? Uh -uh. You give it back, you little bastard. No. If you want them, you're going to have to fight me for them. <laughs> I'll do it, you little fucker. Okay, I'll buck not, up right not in the studio. Not no, in the studio. Not in the studio. Glenn, I challenge you to an astral fight. <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, thank you for listening to today's show. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was eventful. And I got to say, that's going to be a terrible movie if it gets out. Yeah. Well, I'm still going to see it. I mean, it's <laughs> one of those things where you you got to like you got to you got to take the script in. You got to let it uh, you got to let it ha happen within. And then it, and then uh, but I can definitely like when it comes when this comes out, you know, one, please. For sure. Yeah, it, it's good. Oh, yeah, because uh, your wife definitely does not want to go with you to see this. <laughs> <laughs> it's for sure going to be a one, please. Um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like um, I don't want to see them again for another year. Um, Glenn Bell and Mexican Pizza are both terrible people within their own rights. And um, yeah, I think this will be this. This will be the, the powder keg that gets Glenn Bell canceled. I think that <laughs> this is this is the thing that'll put put Glenn Bell into a different uh, category uh, of infamy. Yeah, for sure. A post-humorous uh, cancellation of Glenn Bell, the <laughs> light-skinned Mexican himself. Oh, my God. Jordan, you got anything to add? Um, I'll, I'll see anything that Mexican pizza puts together. <laughs> oh, you're a big fan? I'm lining up at the door. Okay. I'm there. Uh, how much is it? Worth it. <laughs> I'll be an Jordan, investor. Jordan, Jordan already got his tickets on Fandango for this shit. Facts. Well, uh, that was. I'm happy we were able to do that. I wish we were able to talk to T.W. Warren himself, but uh, no sweat there. Um, what do you guys think, Bell Nation? Would you go see a Glenn Bell movie? Um, because we're kind of forced to. <laughs> um, but uh, but but would you do so? Um, and let us know. And please remember to follow us on um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and follow our Patreon for, for exclusive content. Um, we did we did um, this last time. We talked about uh, this woman's worst date ever. Her first date that she met with. She met somebody. And uh, apparently they coerced her into buying 100 tacos. Yeah, you got to yes. peep that. Yes, uh, def definitely peep that. Uh, but I'm your boy, Nick Ortiz. Follow me on TikTok. I've been uh, doing TikToks, Taco Bell TikToks as of late. So uh, please follow, like, share. Uh, and then again, you know, if you if you love our podcast, your friends are going to love this podcast. So please share with your friends. Um, uh, so it's your boy, 112 Jordan Critic signing off. All right. Um, uh, just want to say thank you for tuning in again. And uh, definitely tune into some more of uh, the Cravens box stuff that we got coming. We got a we got a, a nice little interview coming up soon, so I'm excited about that. But uh, that's all I got. Also, uh, can we get a round of applause for our uh, our um, uh, female lead? Snap, snap. <laughs> here, here. <laughs> round of, that was a good round of applause for our female lead there. Um, <laughs> Bro, can you stop <laughs> pressing that? Devin, please. This is uh, your humble narrator, DJ Dill, signing off. Follow us on Instagram here, Devin P. Hen. All right. Stay Baja blessed. Holla. Holla.